name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio episode I Don't Know What. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Number one, we're going to do a follow-up on the flu discussion that we had last week. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, we just watched a TED Talks of a guy named Colin Stokes who talked about movies and how it affects our children. And then lastly, we're going to talk about uh, the non-squeaky wheel kid. And what the non-squeaky wheel kid is. The, the kid. one who doesn't ask for a lot. Exactly. And, and what does that mean? And then a tournament of bad discussion. Okay. So we got a lot. So let's start with uh, our first partner so we can jump right in there. Okay. Our first partner is? Helping Hands Maid Services. They do cleaning and maid stuff all over. Did the you sh- say maid stuff? Yeah, maid stuff. <laughs> all over the Chicagoland area, but uh, mostly the western suburbs. And They're actually coming today. Yes. 630-530-1324. HelpingHandsMaidServices.com. Wonderful. All right. Um, the flu. We had a discussion. We had some pushback from some of my medical friends. Some of our medical friends, some of our doctor friends and pharmacist friends and friends that, um, you know, they didn't necessarily agree with everything that was said on the show. And the thing is, is that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like when we were getting these, those phone calls, you know, we were kind of smiling to each other because we knew they would probably come. And, you know, what Todd and I are doing on the show is not, as we said we're not trying to tell you how to do something. We're not trying to say, do this or don't do that, get the flu shot, don't. But we're trying to give you access to other information, like the information that Dr. Kelly had to share from a chiropractic perspective of maybe things you didn't know or you hadn't heard about. And then what you need to do as an advocate for yourself is read, listen, you know, look at the research go inside and figure out what works for you and do that. Mm -hmm. Like there is no right or wrong answer. If Mm -hmm. you haven't figured that out about what Todd and I talk about, there's no black and white. There's, there's a lot of gray and you have to figure out what's most important to you and what feels right and do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I loved the most was there was a thread that we had on Facebook, um, where we, you know, when we posted the show and there was this long thread, I think like 15 people and it went, you know, your, your question was flu shot, yay or nay. And it went, yay, nay, yay, nay, yay. And it was it, all over the board. It was all over the board. And everyone was so respectful of each other. Nobody tried to be competitive with, you know, the other one, or no one tried to prove someone wrong. Everyone just spoke their own truth. And I was just, I, I loved that because yeah. that's really all this is about. We all come from a different place and a different set of needs and a different kinds of health issues, different situations. And, um, well, and thank you for having a cordial disagreement Yeah, because that rarely happens because online you're protected by your anonymity yeah. or whatever. And people, people tend, lash out, people yeah. lash out and swear. And, and this was none of that. So Mm-mm. thank you to our listeners and to anybody who happened to be on that thread. Yeah. And so, yeah. So all right. Good. So number two, um, we, uh, first of all, you're going to do a virtual retreat. I am. I have. So in December I did a virtual retreat and it ended up being called living calm. I think it was, it, it kind of evolved yes. the name. But basically, it was just about finding calm during the holidays, and it went very well. Um, it was, I think... A lot of good feedback. A lot of good feedback. And so what's been happening over the last, um, I'd say, several months is a lot of people have been talking to me about their own anxiety, and even more distressing to them, their children's anxiety. And it keeps coming up, and I'm listening, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm going to do a virtual retreat about anxiety, either your own or helping your children with theirs. It starts on February 18th. 
Um, it's called Peace in the Home, five-day virtual retreat. And here's the thing. I've gotten a lot of emails about it today. There is nothing to do except register. It's all through email. I am going to give you um, some social networking opportunities, a Facebook page and such, but that's completely optional. Todd and I are going to do five-minute Zen Parenting segments each day. Sometimes we go a little over. Yeah, most of the time. Like the first day we did, it was five minutes, <laughs> and then by the end, it was like, like 12. 12. Um, but basically, those are things that we upload to YouTube, and so you can just click on it. There's nothing... You don't have to have any tech savvy. I'm just going to email you. So if you want to register, go on my Facebook page, kathycadams.com. It's right there on the homepage. You just click on it and register. And, um, you know, we'll also have it on our Facebook page. But again, this you don't have to have any technological. As, as long as you can get email, that's all you have to do. Nothing to schedule, nowhere to be. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible for you busy parents. Accessible. Accessible. That's the key, man. All right. So let's talk about this TED TED Talks by this Colin Stokes guy. Okay. Do you want to summarize it? Because I'm not good at summarizing Sure. Well, it's interesting because did you see a different TED Talk that was similar with a or was this the one this you've been talking one. to me about? So the one that Hutch sent us is, is the, the same, same one, one that I okay. told you to watch a few weeks okay. ago, but your friend <laughs> sent it and then all of a sudden you okay. watch it. So that's the thing. I, I, saying this, Todd told me to watch this um, TED Talk and he told me about it. I said, tell me about it. And then my friend Amy sent me the same link and I happened to be watching it this morning. Then we just watched it together. And um, basically what he's talking about is the effect that popular entertainment has on our girls and boys. And And he doesn't give a lot of research, like, here's exactly what it does. But he's kind of coming from a heart perspective, like, what are we teaching our children about who they are and how they work together? Mm -hmm. And really, the the gist of it is, you know, he starts out with The Wizard of Oz and the fact that the three strongest characters in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, Glinda, and the Wicked Witch, are women Mm -hmm. or girls, you know, Dorothy's younger. When when did they make that? The 40s? That was, yeah, 38, I think, was the big time. That's like when Gone with the Wind came out and then you've got a Scarlett O'Hara in there, you know, like bigger female characters. And And here we are 80 years later, however long it is, 70. Yeah. And we're still struggling to see these characters in our own movies. And not only are they, are females not the protagonist as much, but even when they are in a male-centered movie, they tend to not have roles that are very empowering. Mm -hmm. Some, there have been, um, you know, examples where there have been, like we had Katniss last year, you know, we have the Hunger Games series, Brave came out, um, what was one of the other ones? Katniss, there was another real character. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But a lot of times they're princesses. Right. And a lot of times it's around war. Mm-hmm. And it has to be like everyone fighting each other. And there has to be this big battle. Well, and he talked about how the prince would fight the battle and then get the reward of the princess who mm-hmm. has no friends and is just waiting for the prince, a prince to, to pick them up. scooped up. Right. right. Okay. You know, Princess and the Frog did a pretty good job with that. I, I don't know how people felt about that movie. I really liked it. Um, I don't think it was the best princess movie around, but... You know, it was a woman with a dream of her own. She mm-hmm. wanted to open a restaurant. Well, and your favorite princess um, of all time is Pocahontas, it, right? No, Tangled, oh, Tangled is my favorite. Over... Rapunzel is my favorite. Okay. I love Pocahontas and I love Mulan. Well, let me say this. I love Pocahontas because I loved the end, mm-hmm. which is, it's an old story. It's right. not like Disney came up with that right. end. You know, it's, a, it's an old story that's been told many times. But I love the ability to let go and feel empowered in yourself and that having the well, man she, with you is not what makes you who well, you are. And at the end of Pocahontas, that's not what happens, right? That's what you're explaining. That exactly. The she, man and the woman do not end up They together. do not by her choice, yeah. you know, and that she can, you can love someone, but you also, you stand firm in your own dreams and right. your own needs. And 
Tangled has a very typical princess ending, but again, she had her own dream. Right. He was helpful, and he was kind of a humor, you know, mm-hmm. part of it, and he did help her in some ways, but she's the one who did, made the decision, um, hit him with a frying pan, right. you know, and again, it's not about hurting each other, but it's like, she's the one who had her own strength. Right. And, um, and again, you could pick it apart and say, well, here she wasn't strong or whatever, but I felt good about that movie. Okay. Okay. So personally, um, so I guess my point is, is that, so the test he talks about. Well, we, there's a few things. They had talk about something that some lady in the eighties came up with called the Bechdel test. And the Bechdel test is you need to ask yourself these questions. Are there two females in the movie? Okay. Number, two females. Number one. Do they talk to each other? Okay. Which seems crazy, right? But right. Do they? And then is the conversation about something other than a man? Those are the three <laughs> questions. So out of uh, the hundred top movies in 2011, the amount of movies that pass this Bechdel test, which is two females, do they talk to each other, and they talk to each other about something other than man, how many out of the top 100 pass that test? We'll give the audience two quick seconds of silence to... The answer is 11. 11 out of 100, which isn't that many. No, it's not very And what was interesting is the guy wasn't saying, I'm not saying that these movies are the cause of things, He's like, I don't think pornography is the cause of things. I don't think... But he's like, but we need to change something. Well, and I I think we need to focus on words here. I'm about to focus on words. Can you imagine that? Yeah. There's a difference between the word cause and influence. Right. To say something causes something, it's like A plus B equals C. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is the truth in certain situations. But with something like media... It's influence. Mm-hmm. It's what it's almost undetectable how mm-hmm. we take things in. When we see billboards, when we watch a movie, when we listen to music, it's a hard thing to measure how it influences us influences us. Right. But we can't deny that it doesn't we can't say it doesn't affect us. Mm-hmm. We can't say it doesn't influence our view of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may not cause it, but it somehow it gets integrated mm-hmm. and what he was talking about was that we'll talk about the boys because mm-hmm. this isn't all about girls. The thing that, you know, that's really important, I believe, on this show, it being you and I talking about this, it isn't about let's just empower girls and forget the guys. Right. It's not good for the guys either. Well, that's what he was saying. He's like, I'm actually talking to the fathers of the sons. Of the boys. And um, one, you know, stunning statistic that he said, and I don't know if it was Washington Post or New York, whatever. It's just the, it's the statistic that most places have. And the, and the st- statistic is that... One out of five. One out of five women in America say they've been sexually assaulted sometime in their life. And take this to heart. One out of five say it. 50% of sexual assault cases don't get... Um, Reported. Reported. Right. So that's not it's even... probably less it's, it, or more. It's a lot more than one out of five. So and, I have three daughters. So if you go by that, if you like cut that five and a half, one out of two and a half, yeah. odds are statistically... Statistically. More, Don't even put it in the universe. Right. Okay. That Thank it you. is possible. <laughs> right. It's, it's out, it's, it is a possibility for all women. And what he was saying is we need to teach our boys how best to... Um, what it means to be a man. Because there is a perception of what it means to be a man, which is big and strong and tough and and fight. Fight and take your reward. Right. And one quick disclaimer, because I had a conversation with my friend Chris, and I asked him to, you know, dissect our show. And if there's anything that he could change, he says that... And you you really pushed him on it, I pushed him on it. And he said, if there's anything, it seems like you beat up on the guys 
more than the girls and how the guys need to change. And I think his point in saying that, I believe, because it was at the end of a night where we probably had a few too many beers, but I think he was saying there's a lot of good guys around too. Right. And that is true. And maybe we don't give props because nothing needs to change because all the good guys are still good guys and we zero in and focus on the bad guys. And, you know, I totally agree with Chris on that. There are so many great men out there. I mean, I feel like you and I are surrounded by so many great men. So in no way, if the show, if you've ever felt listening to this that we're saying men need to change and girls don't, I don't think we've ever said anything No, we haven't. But some people might be able to perceive perceive it that. that way. right? But here's the key to, I think, the most important part of that is not only are there so many men out there who are making great choices and who are already feeling empowered and connected to to themselves and the women in their lives and other men in them in their lives is not only do they have to you know be true to that but also stand up when other men are not doing that right when they see a man or hear a man treating a woman with disrespect um to not just stand by and say oh he's just a jerk that's Mm -hmm. what he does Mm I'm not saying you got to fight him and get out your lightsaber and do something about it in that way, but we are too numbed out to comments and jokes and issues surrounding women where we kind of, wouldn't you agree with that? Well, I think the the difference is, you know, if there, if I see, you know, a woman getting assaulted in an alley on a Mm -hmm. walk home, I, I think I would do something about that. But I think what you're zeroing in on is not these extreme occasions. It's more about the comments or you know, what you're watching on TV, those are the, the, the small changes that make up a young man's opinion on, Psyche. What, on what the world it is that he lives right. in. So it's more like instead of these wonderful men, these strong men just making their own independent good decisions, maybe they can take it or we can take it a step further and start to teach a sense of what strength is and what strength is is not going along when you're around a bunch of guys in a bar and you know um objectifying women right you know what i mean and, and i'm just coming up top and, of my the, head. and the object- objectifying is very different than finding women attractive right. and acknowledging an attraction to a woman it's not like you can't talk about it right. you know it's not like creating a new set of rules it's that how far does it go as far as d- being degrading right. being inappropriate, um, assuming that you should get what you want, mm-hmm. um, setting that kind of tone or that all women will do. I, you know what I can't stand? Mm. Um, you know, how we were watching those funny cartoons yesterday. Yes. The, those on I TV. think we're going to post those on our Facebook oh, good. page. Because they're like old school, school cartoons from when Todd and I were young. So most of you, you know, we're in the same era here and they are so sexually inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I kept looking at you and going, I can't believe we grew up with this. And it's basically like, so what did you say? They were Tex Avery? Tex Avery is the name of the artist, uh, of the cartoonist that we were watching more of. And, and it's usually a wolf. Mm-hmm. And it's like him being like a jerky guy. Right. And that when he, when a woman like somehow doesn't acknowledge him or beats him down in some way, he's like, women, I just don't understand them. You know, mm-hmm. those women... And I kept looking at the girls because they're, you know, watching this with us, you know, and being like, gosh, they just keep blaming this on the women. Don't mm-hmm. and, and again, we were we were having a joke about it. I wasn't trying to well, I'm always I guess trying to teach a lesson. I can't deny it, but I wanted to bring it to their attention. Or just the fact just all the hooting and hollering at women. It just well, was and really that was inappropriate. that one specific cartoon. I was and I know that you're saying that because that's the point that we're trying to get across. But I was more because some of these cartoons are ridiculously funny that had nothing to do with women. True. And, and all that. True. But just that, that one that one brought to the attention though 
of things we did used to watch when we were young. And wasn't it always about the man like freaking out mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know, over the girl? Yeah. And th- I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And again, it didn't, I can't sit here and say it was awful or it was bad, the one I but how does it influence Well, us? the one I can't find is that there's two wolves and one guy, one wolf is from the city and the other wolf is from the country. I remember. And then remember. like they can't, the one wolf can't handle it because the country boy go, the country wolf goes to the city and sees all these hot girls women wolves Uh and you know he's out of control so you know that's the the same kind of thing women drive men crazy and then it's the woman's fault it's it's just an it's not and it's not just about women this is not good for men Mm -hmm. to think that they're like you know out of control when it comes to women Mm -hmm. because that tends to be the excuse Mm -hmm. you know well they just they don't know how much they affect me or they don't know how much i love them Mm -hmm. or they don't know they they teased me Mm -hmm. and there's got to be a sense of like you said what does manhood mean well and i think um it's very easy i think you know looking at myself in the mirror i know that i respect women but i know that there's been a lot of occasions where i'm in the middle of a discussion with a bunch of guys where there's some objectification of women or maybe i've done it who knows i mean i probably have um but it's just it, – it takes more guts to stand up with a bunch of other dudes in a bar and say, listen, hey, that's not cool. Or like you you said about a month ago about how we make fun of how um, guys who throw like girls. Yeah, how know? we make comments like you run like a girl, you throw like a girl. Well, let me explain what that means. That means somebody looks uncoordinated. And you know what? I got a lot of friends – who throw uncoordinated like. And they're not girls. And they're not girls. Mm-hmm. And then I know, you know, softball players, you know, watch college softball on ESPN. These girls are ridiculously, unbelievably strong athletes that would bury me in any type of softball competition. So it's, it doesn't even match it does, what it doesn't it's make to sense. Yeah. What we should be saying is you throw uncoordinated, but we grew up with you throw like a girl. Right. And even that, you know, it's it's hard for me to detached from that because I've grown up with the saying, you throw like a girl. Well, and here, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be like uh, where you have to disconnect from your friends or say something that hurts them or make them feel uncomfortable. But isn't there like a jokey way to be like, dudes, I got three daughters or you got two daughters. Like there, there's a way to bring it to the attention or without making making, this big, yeah, uh, like stand. Cause I don't do that either Todd. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm with my friends sometimes and they are disparaging to men Mm -hmm. and I don't sit there and go, I will not disparage, you know, I may not say it. And maybe step one is to uh, not say anything. Maybe right. in the old days... To not agree. Right. Maybe in the old days I would have gone along with it just because I wouldn't want to be um, pointed out as if, hey, how come you're not joining in this ridiculousness? Right. So step one is to stop saying something. And then maybe step two is to say something like, you know, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this conversation or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Or just no comment, you yeah. know, just not having a comment. So, you know, I think sometimes it's just like with bullying, we'll say to our kids, hey, go to school and stick up for everybody. And that's a lot harder than it oh, than yeah. it sounds. And so some of it is, is just not participating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something between you and I, which is like one of these steps, is as a couple and as as best friends – I don't, I may talk about things with you with my bestest, closest friends, but I would never disparage you Mm -hmm. or say anything hurtful about you or try to hurt you or, you know, somehow be cruel. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone would say, well, neither would I, but is that true? Well, and you you have experience with that. Oh yeah. I I hear women do that a lot. Yeah. You talk to a lot of women and you've been on the cert 41 years Mm -hmm. and, um, been around married women for a long time. And a lot of there has been occasions when 
it's like a it's just a dig a reflex yeah on in, into their husbands about how they don't do this and they don't do that and all that and you don't subscribe to that and and there's a difference between venting about a situation mm-hmm. and venting about the person as a person mm-hmm. as a human being right. it's like one thing to say like oh so frustrated this morning my husband didn't do this or that you know it, it happens right. but when it's like he's a jerk mm-hmm. or men are jerks mm-hmm. or he doesn't care about anything when it's like a very personal slight mm-hmm. it's got a totally different feel mm-hmm. you know because i think venting can be very healthy with people you trust right. you got to get it out of your system you got to talk through it there's nothing wrong with that but there's it gets it gets gets mean nasty yeah it gets mean um okay well the i wrote down a few movies that i don't know where i got it from do you want to talk about our second partner real quick sure um tree of life chiropractic care dr kelly she was on our show last week yeah thanks again dr kelly um and she's got a killer deal for only zen parenting radio listeners um the first visit is free and the first visit could include a chiropractic exam x-rays and Dr. Kelly's report on whatever she finds from her examination. And uh, in addition to that, a 20-minute massage. That's a lot of stuff. I know. And she's, I said, can I post this on a, like a more popular website? She's like, no, I only want this for Zen Parenting listeners. Awesome. So Zen Parenting, go in and say, I listen to Zen Parenting. That's why I want my deal. Cairotree.com, 630-941-8733. Okay, um, so all right, so I don't know how many of these make sense, but I'm just going to read them off to you. Wizard of Oz, okay, the Muppet movie. It's been so long. What now. about it? Like, what's your what's the deal with all these? It says give it gives your son a wider range of role models. Load up on some of the masterpieces that push the formulas to more inclusive places. So, in let's say this in our own words, these are the movies that are good movies for boys to watch to get a better feeling about how to be on a team. I or? think it's for boys or girls. Okay, I don't, I don't really know. But, okay, and some of these I've seen. Wizard of Oz, Muppet movie, The Dark Crystal. Have you ever seen that? No. Um, this Japanese flick, Spy Kids 1 and 2. I don't the know. The girls like Spy Kids. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Because you know what's cool about Spy Kids? First of all, they're brother and sister, or at least the one I saw. So it's a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and they both are very empowered. Okay. And their mom and dad are both spies. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of female and male characters working as a team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Tangled. You already talked about that. Babe, is that the story oh, about the so pig? Oh, so good, yeah. The girls never want to get Babe. I've suggested that twice at the library, and they don't want to get Stuart it. Stuart Little, 1 and 2, E.T., Lilo and Stitch, or is it Lilo? I think it's Lilo, but I don't um, know. Monsters, Inc., and some other Japanese flicks. The Secret World of Arietti. Do you remember? Uh, Cameron always wanted to see that, and we Is it a Japanese it. movie? Yeah, but I but I think it, it's not like a subtitled movie. No, I don't know. Anyway... So those are some resources. Those are some good movies. And, you know, here's the thing that he says in his TED Talk, and we'll post the TED Talk on our page, okay, so everybody can watch it. One of the most important things is, again, it's not about, remember, the key to Zen parenting, like our symbol in Zen parenting is balance, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, That's the yin-yang, balance of men and male and female. The thing about these movies is it's, it's not about getting a movie where the woman does everything and the men are weak. It's about finding balance. It's about finding a movie where the men and women work as a team, support each other, empower each other, and work together, live together, without one having to be right and one one, one being wrong. Right. Wouldn't you agree that's yeah. what we want? Yeah. Because if that is the influence that's going on in our media and our entertainment, that does influence us on a deeper level. We well, start to view things differently. And, you know, you talk about movies, and I think I've already made fun of my parents for letting them letting me watch certain movies at a very young age like mm-hmm. i watched animal house when i was when it came out and i was it's like seven five years year old. old it was hilarious i mean i didn't understand half the <laughs> jokes but 
Um, and here, I feel like I came out okay, but that doesn't mean I should let my kids do the same thing that I was allowed to well, do. Well, and again, people say that all the time. I came out okay. I'm, I'm sure most people did. I think it's, we don't realize that sometimes it can be confusing for children right. and that if there isn't a follow-up about what that is or if they have nowhere to put that, they have no frame of reference for that, they don't know what that means, what that is, and I'm talking about sexuality, violence, it gets stored in places where it can become worry, mm-hmm. concern, a view about the world, a discomfort in their own body. Yeah, I mean, just because I'm not, I didn't turn out to be a murderer doesn't mean that I don't have certain baggage. Right. I got plenty of anxiety. I got plenty of worry. I mean, I... Not to say that, you know, I'm, I take responsibility for who I am right now, but right. bottom line... And it wasn't Animal House that did it right. to you, but... but it's just a collection of a lot of different things, and yeah. And, and you know, like the other night, I made a decision when you and Skyler were gone um, to watch Pitch Perfect with the girls, full well knowing I could fast forward through a few parts, which helped. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody's seen that movie, um, but so I watched it with my two older girls, and I... As we watched it, there were certain things that happened, certain things that were said um, that we, in the midst of it, said, here's what's going on. Here's why she's upset. And again, there were some a few swear words in there. That's why it took it up to a different level. It was probably the first movie I've ever watched with them that wasn't cleanly G. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but it's got a great message. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about men and women working together in some ways. Right. I mean, it's more about a female team, right. but it's a, there's some, there's some balance. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt like the, my ability to watch it with them and talk through it was maybe more helpful to me than them. I don't know, right. but I enjoyed it. I appreciated that time. Well, my two stories are, we watched two movies that were a little bit different than the movies that we usually watch, which is G or PG. We watched Big with Tom Hanks. Yes, we, with JC. With only, only our oldest. And yeah. It, I mean, and 95% of that movie is perfectly fine, but there's one. There's a few scenes. There's a yeah. few scenes. And then JC and I, who's nine, watched um, Castaway. Castaway. And we were on a Tom Hanks role. Yeah, we were. And I don't know. For some reason, I just thought she would really like that. And she did. We She didn't want to watch the airplane scene when the plane goes down. Yeah, she, I actually took her out of the room for that. And that's that. pretty intense. I think that was a good move. And here was my thought behind that, because I watched the first part of Castaway with you guys. I think there are certain things that... Again, children are going to eventually see movies and things like that, but that they don't need in their psyche yet that are really scary that, you know, they may talk about it with words, but they don't have a picture of it yet. And why subject them Mm -hmm. to that kind of experience? Because that plane crash is so real. Oh, yeah, very much so. And so we can say, well, I'll just tell them it's not real. But see, their body doesn't know that that's not real. And when they go to bed at night, it keeps flashing in their head. And um, so I really have no problem with saying, we're going to watch this movie, but I'm going to fast forward and I'm going to take you out of the room a few times. They get annoyed, Mm -hmm. but that's my, either take it or leave it. Either you can either watch it that way or we'll we'll try something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? Maybe that's just because I feel that way. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see that plane crash again. Yeah. I was, I I watched it again because I've seen that movie a bunch of times, but I forgot how intense it was. Oof. And it goes on so long. Yeah. It's like a good five minute clip. And that's horror. I mean, you think Saw, one, two, three, and four are horror. No, Watch that's, it, that's horror. Right. Saw is like pretend fake blood right, stuff. This right. is, hey, it's an airplane. We've been on airplanes. This we go every happen. year. Yeah. Exactly. So it didn't need to be in her psyche. But once he was on the island, there was a lot of great learning going oh, yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Um, all right. Anything else about movies? Well, I think that, again, you know, I think it, we get repetitious on this, but really the the bottom line is 
allowing, teaching our sons, and again, we don't have sons, but, you know, helping this discussion along, that women are not something to be, um, you know, gained. What's the word I was looking for? We used before, like a reward, reward. Um, but that exactly. These are people that are on your team. Mm -hmm. These are people that have strengths Mm -hmm. that you may or may not have. Mm -hmm. These are people that have a sense of, of value or a way to view the world that may be different than yours. And there is a, um, not only is it good for the women, for men to understand that, but it's good for men mm-hmm. to understand that. And again, women need to understand this too. Men can't be our enemy. Right. We can't be fighting against men. I know for those of us who have had negative experiences with men, either in, our, in relationships or in work situations, I understand why there's some baggage there. And our history, our collective unconsciousness, which goes into an Eckhart Tolle thing, but there is some baggage with some issues women have had to deal with right. in regards to men. But we have to start looking at men in a team work fashion rather than I'm going to fight and win and be better than. How about we just reach a point where we can work with each other in harmony? Well, and to bring it full circle, Wizard of Oz, it is Glinda and Dorothy and the Bad Witch, the Wicked Witch of the Witch. Uh-huh. The, the Wicked Witch of the Witch? Yeah, is it East the, or West? Uh, west. Okay. Um, really, Glinda and Dorothy helped the lion, the scarecrow, and the tin man. Mm-hmm realize their full potential exactly and those three were male characters so it's really quite awesome well and another thing he mentioned almost as awesome as star wars sweetie well that's the thing i was going to bring up star wars he mentioned that the two of the strongest characters because again my favorite movies wizard of oz todd's a star wars and it's just interesting how many things have been talking about wizard of oz and star wars mm-hmm. lately don't you think yeah. like they they are obviously we are not alone right. in our love for these movies um he talked about the importance of the character of Glinda and the importance of the character of Obi-Wan because they have the wisdom, Mm -hmm. the balance, the understanding, and the ability to teach other people about their greatest and fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And that those are the people that we want to aspire, Mm -hmm. not only to be, but to find, you know, to... Well, and I think not only admire, but aspire to be. Don't we all find some of ourselves in those characters? characters. Exactly. Rather than identify with the one who is just physically strong and beats everybody up Mm -hmm. or the girl who's the damsel in distress who wears good clothes and has pretty hair. How about the characters who can also be beautiful or good looking? It's not, it doesn't, they don't have to, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but that are in tune with other people's highest good and that offer that as a gift. And that if we can start helping our kids, you know, connect to those kind of characters and having more um, roles out there like that, it could make a big shift. All right, moving on. Were Um, you done with that conversation five minutes ago? No, like two minutes ago. (laughs) Okay, Um, thanks for letting me finish. I'm going to talk about our third sponsor, um, and that is Avid Company, and they do painting and remodeling and rehabbing all over Chicago and its suburbs. And Jeremy Kraft is the owner, and he's a good friend and a good businessman and a very good at what he does. And his phone number is 630-956-1800, and the website is avidco.net, N-E-T. Um, so the last thing I have on my sheet of paper is to be aware of the non-squeaky wheel in your family. Okay. And we just came out with this two seconds before we started Because recording. it's the truth in our family. So we have a non-squeaky wheel. Yes, or at least what in, that the, means, in this specific situation. Exactly. And what that means is um, many people, it's become more typical um, 
or common to see families with three kids or four kids. Mm-hmm. I remember when we had our Christmas cards up, my mom came over and she was looking at the Christmas cards and she couldn't believe how many families have three or four children because in her generation, two was like mm-hmm. max. My point in saying this is sometimes it's difficult to spend time with every child individually because you're spread a little more thin. More love mm-hmm. around the family, but again, you're a little more thin. So... Um, we have two children who, when they need attention, are pretty vocal about it. One is one basically because of her age. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, help me. You know, there's a little more, um, she just asks for help. And then our other one just is really good about saying when she needs things, if we have a date, she makes sure we remember. Mm-hmm. She loves to plan new dates. She likes to share with her life with us. It's very, um, it's easy. Yes. But we have one child who doesn't really ask for much. Right. And when we plan things with her, she she's like, okay, great. But she's not like the other ones where she's like, I can't wait. Right. You know, it's going to be great. She kind of just... And she won't put it on her calendar no. and she won't think about it. And if we don't remember, she'll forget it ever happened. And that happened last week. That happened last week where she and I had a date. And I can't... What what happened where we didn't go? I'm just trying to get back into that emotional place. Okay, um, I need the information to like go there. Hit it home. But she, uh, basically we had a date and it was kind of planned, like where I said, do you want to do this? And she said, sure. And we were going to do it. And then we didn't talk about it. And all of a sudden it was that night. And I said, Hey, we were supposed to go on our date. She's like, Oh yeah. She didn't seem upset. She didn't seem angry. She kind of let it go and moved on. But that's why this discussion is important because I don't think it didn't affect her. Mm -hmm. She may not have said anything, and I don't believe she's walking around mad at me right now or or that she's crying at night. Somewhere it gets stored. Somewhere it gets stored that, uh, you know, and it's not shocking that she's the middle child, Mm -hmm. I don't think. You know, somewhere it gets stored that, um, yeah, it's no big deal or I'm used to it or whatever. And so I think our point in having this conversation is we've got to pay attention to the kid who maybe doesn't say they need attention. And it's hard to do um, because you're too busy meeting the needs of the other two kids who are commanding and demanding your attention. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, you always hear parents say, well, this is my easy one. This is my more difficult one and all that. I love labels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that this kid is difficult and everything that kid yeah, does is easy. It doesn't fair. work that it's way. And it's not fair to yourself mm-hmm. or to your children. And it's just easy to forget the ones that are not, you know, the squeaky wheel to forget about because you think they don't need it. So just because they don't ask for it doesn't mean they don't need it. And I think we all know this, but if it's just a reminder. Right. And we'll say, well, you know, I didn't get to do that with her or with him, but she doesn't care. You know, she's busy with other things or he doesn't mind. He'd rather do this or that. I think that's a story we tell ourselves mm-hmm. so we don't feel bad. And it's not about like, like you said, Todd, there are some children who do need more attention. That's just by the nature of their personality. And there may be a child who does like more time alone or whatever it may be. So we don't have to keep it. I don't think there's any perfect fairness or evenness. I don't think there's any such thing, but it doesn't mean we let that completely go. Right. Like we, the reason we brought this up is I said to you tomorrow night, you know, she and I have this date and this is going to happen no matter what. Like even if something happens or something gets stuck, this is the priority for tomorrow, Mm. um, regardless of our schedules. And that's, I just needed to say that out loud to you because I'm so afraid that we could get lost in the yeah. monotony of our day and forget again. And I don't want to do that to her. That's right. And, she, and she's funny because when I do take her out on dates, and you may have had similar experiences, she doesn't need to stay that long. Mm-hmm. We have a talk. We eat. 
You know, you want to go anywhere else? No. Mm-hmm. Ready to go home? Okay. But I don't care if she doesn't need the four-hour date. I just want her to know that my time with her is just as important. Yeah. The message is clear. Right. I hear you. I'm okay. with you. So I'm glad. I think we covered that. I, okay. I feel good Were you about done that. with that conversation? No, I just, I don't, no, not at all. Okay. I just don't have anything else to add okay. right now. Okay, cool. Um, so last but not least is our tournament of bad. Okay. And I got plenty of entries, but we also want to have a discussion about the tournament well, of bad. Here's the thing. I think tournament of bad is funny and I think it's very your personality, meaning that you find things that bug you and you need to vent about them. So I find no issue with that. But I'd love to find something to balance out Tournament of Bad. Um, We used to do, like, here's a book you can read, or here's, you know, and I don't want to read quotes every week. Do you think think the first 35 minutes of the show are the balancing of the last five minutes? Maybe, maybe. But let me just throw this out there. If anybody has a suggestion of something that they would like us to share at the end that may be more about um, in in the other side of the coin, like, maybe we could share, like, a good... Uh, thing that happened this week Mm. or something to balance it out or the best thing on the news that was positive Mm. or like I loved that interview last night which one that's what I'll share the 60 minutes interview with Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. I thought that was really great and not everyone listening is going to agree with that because they may not be fans but think about it this way instead of thinking about the names it was a interview with our president and our former secretary of state and it was so cordial Mm -hmm. and kind and mature and um, I just felt good while I was watching it and and Steve Croft is the interviewer and he's like you guys really kind of hit each other pretty hard on the campaign trail right and it's just it's just a message man just because that happened then doesn't mean that defines our relationship now and they don't hold grudges they know that that's what politics is right they know that moving forward is essential for the country they know that getting along is essential for the country and i just really appreciated them doing that and Mm -hmm. i don't know what the story behind them doing that interview is Mm -hmm. and everyone will give their own interpretation you know yeah they'll say oh they did it for this reason or whatever but i don't care i enjoyed it so that's my positive thing of the week Here's all my Uh-oh. bad stuff. Uh, first thing, it's a from an entry from one of our listeners. Okay. Maureen Fox. Okay. You remember what it was? I, I do. I know exactly because it made me laugh out loud. Um, do you want to say it? Those nutty hotel towels. The ones with the blue stripes. <laughs> that are like, how long are they? It's like a dish rag. <laughs> it seems like. It's like a big dish rag. And you need like eight of them to dry your body. I have been known at the hotel to like when we go down to the pool or mm-hmm. whatever, take like 10 of them mm-hmm. because they don't cover my body. Well, what's I need one for every limb. Because usually in the hotel, in the rooms themselves, they have like nice, nice fluffy towels. towels. Yeah. But like on the the bathroom sink, it says don't bring your towels down to the pool. Right. So it kind of stinks because you should just be able to take those down and who cares? Yeah, the towels are like made for kids mm-hmm. and then adults end up having to take 10. So then you end up having to wash more. So you end up spending more water and having to buy more towels. So right. does it truly balance out? I don't know. Who okay, knows? but they blow. So I agree with Maureen. Me and too, thanks Maureen. for listening, Thank Maureen. You. And if anybody else wants to give us an entry on the Tournament of Bad, I'd love to hear it. Email us. Um, the next one is going to take too long. Um, the next one is about me. Okay. This is my own tournament of bad. All right. I told JC to get off the iPad while she was watching a TV show um, last week. So Wait, explain that again. She was watching TV up on the wall. Yeah, we got the show on. We got the TV on. Okay. And she's playing her game on the iPad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's got two screens. And then I realized... You do it all the time. I do it all the time. I know. So it's the don't do what I do, do what do I say. Do as I say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. And shame on me. Well, and you know, it, it's just a, it's a hollow thing. Like if I'm saying, JC, don't do that. It, it's like me. Like if I smoke cigarettes, 
don't it, right. you can't smoke cigarettes, but I can't. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then then there's the whole well, I'm the parent and I can do whatever I want. You know, I, it's just. It gives me the, the heaves. Well, it's not authentic. It's like trying to be like... And again, everyone will say, well, that's what my parents said or whatever, but it's like just... It's, it, but here's my problem. If I'm watching a basketball game that ha- or a, let's say a baseball game because mm-hmm. there's a lot of downtime, you know, sometimes I want to have a book or read, have my iPad in front of me. So right. where where's the balance between well, me I doing don't, what I, I think want? book is different than your iPad. I know, but this was an iPad, and I do that. So shame right. on me. I guess that's the moral of the story. Or at least acknowledging to JC that I know that I do this sometimes, right. you know, when I'm watching sports and such, but, you know, your brain's growing, mm-hmm. and your brain, you know, is learning how to focus on one thing at a time, and right. I don't want to mess up those synapses that right. are, you know, trying right. to come together. I don't know if you'd really say that to her. But, um, you know, there is, there is a reason for a growing brain mm-hmm. of a young child to not be doing three different types of technology at the same time. It's not good for them. Right. It, it uh, messes up their attention. Well, it's not good for us. No, it's, it's not, not good, for, good for us. It's probably worse for them, though. It's worse for them because their brain is still growing. And yeah. I'm not saying... My I really, brain's shrinking. Your brain is not shrinking. Oh, it's not? And brains... Do you know that brains... You know, they used to say a long time ago, not too long ago, but long enough ago um, that we know differently that brains were set from the time a child was like five years old hmm. and that that was it. That's all we had to work with. And now we know uh, the word neuroplasticity, which means that brains can change and that things like meditation or things like being more present actually shift things in your brain where you start to focus on different things. You start to actually experience different things. Um, you bring more awareness to certain parts of your psyche and strengthen other areas of your brain. So my point in saying that is... Adults still have neuroplasticity, but children's brains are still forming, Mm -hmm. you know, getting their baseline. So Nice job on the neuroplasticity. That's a big word. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, Last but not least, and I may have even said this in the tournament bad because we've done the show for two years, but it's worth mentioning if I haven't already mentioned it. All right. Doctor's offices. Okay. I went to a doctor last week. Okay. And I waited... My appointment was at 1. I finally saw the doctor at 3.15. Okay. That's unacceptable. Oh, it's, I shouldn't say that. I understand that doctors are busy and blah, blah, blah and all that. Just say sorry for the wait. Or explain why there's a wait. Or one or the other, but just to shake my hand and say, hey, tell me about your problem. That's not okay. You need to say sorry or whatever or don't be late because... You know, they're white-collar professionals and all that, and I understand. But if I have an appointment with an attorney, they don't make me wait too hours. I, I rarely have to sit down with an attorney. But if I did, <laughs> I, I think it would be weird to have it at 2 o'clock, and then I wait until 4 o'clock for me to see him. Well, What I, is it about doctors? I and don't know. I, and some it is of my kind best of cust- friends are doctors. I know. It's kind of a customer service thing, too, even though I think in our society we hold it up in kind of a completely different you know, doctors are viewed very differently. Why? I don't, I don't think I can answer that question, except that the fact that our culture holds them up to be the ones who have all the answers. And, and you know, I know that, that the longer you wait, um, you know, it, they have to overlap appointments. I understand right. that, that there's some efficiency reasons But they can't why get they you in that. and out immediately, right. All I'm asking for is a sorry I made you wait. Or if not an apology, an acknowledgement. Or an acknowledgement. Yeah. I don't care. Just acknowledge. Say, you know, you're here at 1 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock. My bad. You know, Whatever. What's interesting is I think as a female who's had to go to a gynecologist every year since mm-hmm. I was whatever old, I'm used to that, <laughs> having to wait. Like, And you may, you don't do doctor's appointments that much, do you? No, rarely. Okay. So I have learned to bring a book. 
And so like I had an appointment last week and I, you know, you're going to wait. Mm-hmm. So I bring my book. Yeah. And that's a smart idea. And I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but, but I agree regardless, with you. I agree with you. So. All That's right. just a little tool. Last but not least is um, you have two books for sale, 20 for uh, twenty bucks for both of them? Yeah, The Self-Aware Parent, uh, one and two. You can find them on my website, kathycadams.com. You can buy them both for $20. You can also get them on Amazon or other places. Um, they're just more, so you might as well not so do that. So the name of this virtual retreat is called Peace in the Home. It's a five-day virtual retreat. It starts on February 18th. Yeah, so in a couple weeks from today, two or three weeks. kathycadams.com. Um, kathycadams.com, and that's where you register. And again, if you have any questions, email me about it. But again, it's it's as simple as it sounds. I'm not, I believe me. I am not techie. No. <laughs> I know how to do email. I know how to do YouTube. I know how to do Facebook. And that's about as much as I'm going to use right. for this retreat. So, um, you know, check it out. And really, it's just about tools to deal with your anxiety, stress, and worry, and tools to deal with your child. Daily emails, Facebook page for articles, introduction to teachers' websites, five-minute Zen Parenting Radio podcast, which really is invaluable. Well, it's invaluable because they're not for public. We're not going to put them out there. They're just for retreat participants. Techniques, ideas, discussion, lessening anxiety, Q&A with Kathy via email. And what I mean by that is if you have questions during the retreat, obviously I'm accessible for that. I can't coach every single person, meaning about their individual issues, but if there's like, well, what do you mean by this or what you know we obviously can have a dialogue so kathycadams.com and then continue to support us and thank you for listening and share our page and do whatever you can yeah, to help give us a out. review on itunes yeah whatever so that's okay. all i got all right well everybody have a wonderful week adios everybody